Welcome to your Life by Design podcast, the show that will have you seeing how magical you truly are so you can start designing a desired and fulfilled life. Hi, I'm Karen Galway, a certified human design reader, a 6-3 manifesting generator, and an energetic embodiment coach who is completely obsessed with helping you step out from your shadows and leap into your light. And in true 6-3 manifesting generator form, this podcast will not just be about human design, but rather the tools you need to call in the desires in all areas of your life. View it as your tool book, not your rule book. Take what resonates and leave what doesn't. This podcast is for the women who are ready to become paradigm shifters, subconscious mind wizards, and healers of their own life. They are ready to rediscover themselves so that they can fully show up as who they came here to be and live a life by their design. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Your Life by Design. I am loving that I get to introduce you guys to my next guest. Um, this is Jessica Doman and I have known Jessica for a couple of years and one of the really amazing things about Jessica is her growth over the last couple of years has been incredible. So much so that I actually hired her to be my coach for three months and what I want you guys to be able to get from this episode is just some of the magic that she has poured into my life during the three month container um, where we talk about alchemy and money mindset and money your your internal money thermometer um we also talk about meditation and fear codes and and just hearing her story from corporate hustle hustler breadwinner to spiritual coach has been incredible and just very inspiring to watch so i hope you really enjoy this interview before we continue let me tell you a little bit about jessica Jessica is a self-proclaimed manifestation queen and is now teaching everyone how to do it too, and is duplicating over hundreds of people at this point. Jessica was a corporate hustle breadwinner turned spiritual entrepreneur almost five years ago. She is living her dream life because she had the courage to be unruly. Becoming unruly is a foundation in all of her programs that she leads women in. She invites you to become unruly by examining the rules and beliefs in your life that have kept you living Groundhog Day over and over again with the same fights with your spouse to the same measly paycheck to the same food for breakfast shake it up be big bold and brave life is waiting for you your soul is calling it's time to answer it's time to get unruly and now it's time to listen to the interview i hope you enjoy it welcome back to the podcast i'm so excited to have jessica doman here today jessica thank you so much for joining me Oh, Karen, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation today. I am so excited too. Jessica is an incredible, um, gosh, like just an incredible woman and coach. And I'm speaking from experience because she's my coach. She's helped me through so many things. And we're going to dive into some of the, the stuff that has come up between our coaching calls and things that she's worked on with me that have literally shifted perspective for myself and shift it like how I look at things and my energy. And I just want everyone to have a piece of this. So uh, before we go any further, Jessica, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and we'll just continue from there. Yeah, perfect. All right. So I'm Jessica. Let's see. I'm a woman. I'm a wife. I am a mom to two little boys and I lead women into their limitless lives by teaching them effortless manifestation tools without adding one more thing to their to-do list. So 
manifestation is really my superpower and manifestation to me is every little thing leading us into our desire filled life. And I love could talk about all day long. I'm going to cut myself off here because I could go on and on and on and on about it, but that's me. And I'm so happy <laughs> to be here. Yeah. You know, can you talk a little bit about, cause I think this is part of your story too, about, you know, being that burnt out corporate mm-hmm. breadwinner, the hustler, the, you had to do just constantly going and you even speak about, you know, jumping in some sort of competition with your husband over who can bring in the most money. And then that left you, you know, burnt out into now more of this, uh, magical life you're living in this place of receiving, but also honoring not only the feminine receiving, but also the masculine doing and not getting into the hustle. Can you talk a little bit about that journey and the um, transition to more of like where you are right now? Mm, yeah. So you, you hit the nail on the head. Certainly I um, used to work in a corporate job, had a high power job where um, a sales job and I freaking loved it. And I was taught, I had the belief that you have to work really hard and you have to work really long hours in order to be successful on some of the corporate ladder. And you literally give everything to your job. And I was living proof of that. And when I walked away from my corporate job, it's because I had jumped into another business um, that allowed me the freedom to be able to stay home and support my family, but also the same hustle mentality, the work, 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 work. Um, I was pregnant at the time and I, I had a three-year-old and so was putting what felt like everything before them. And or when I was together, right, my phone was like here all the time. And my husband and I were two ships passing in the night. And I had this like big epiphany of like, hey, actually one morning I like screamed at my kids like that kind that like shakes your house scream over nothing. And my husband and I were also like really looking at each other and examining like, who are we? And do we like, should we really even be together? Like we're like two ships passing the night here. Like sure we get along, but like, what is this? This isn't what we wanted in marriage. And so I had a choice to make. We both did. We all did. If we were going to choose to continue on living this life or if we were going to choose to change. And we chose to change. We did the hard work. We looked at each other. We healed our marriage. Well, number one, we healed ourselves first. We did dove deep into personal work and healing our own shit. And then, um, you know, I learned to do differently. I dove head first in the personal development world and the laws of the universe and manifestation. And that I get to have anything and everything I want, which meant I get to have this incredible business that lights me up. That's super successful. And also I get to be present with my kids. I get to take a break from being on my phone all the time. And I get to have it on my terms, which is the real reason that I wanted to go into entrepreneurship. Anyways, I just didn't really realize I could have it. Right. No, I love that. And it's like, you know, we have these desires that are placed in our heart and there for a reason, but sometimes we have, well, not sometimes, but pretty much all the time we have these, this filter or the story that we tell ourselves that we're trying to operate towards this desire. If we're aware of what that desire is, but the story is getting in the way for us accessing that desire and true alignment. And so I just love that, you know, you've, you've, your role has always been to show up and be your best self and support others, whether it was in your MLM or however that looked in your corporate world. And now it looks the way you want it to look while you're in your alignment. Mm -hmm. And I just love that, you know, you spoke about your own healing journey and the healing that you and your husband did. And now together, you're creating this like beautiful life together and your kids are going to be on the receiving end of that, right? Like they're seeing the work that you're doing and mm-hmm. hearing the words that you're using, the vernacular that you're using um, 
and the mindful intentional words that you use. So I love that. Um, one of the things that you have talked about with me when we've been on like calls together are fear codes and how kind of related to like what I just said about the story and, you know, filter we have, we have these fear codes. Can you speak a little bit about that again? Yeah. So this is just, and we all have fear codes. You have lots of codes within your body, right? They make up who you are. Um, they make up your reality, all these things, but fear codes in particularly, when you said that I had to take, like I had to swallow because I've been clearing a lot of fear lately in my life. And so fear codes are when you have ties to something, a specific incident from the past. So um, if I could just take you back an example, it would be, you know, I bet we can, if we all closed our eyes right now, you would be able to think of a time when you were a kid and think about a fear that happened. When I close my eyes, where I, the vision that I just got takes me back to uh, when I was a little girl in ballet and I had left my wallet upstairs in ballet and I like saw myself running up these stairs and literally saying a promise to God, like, God, please, if the wallet is still there, I will do anything and anything, anything and everything, you know, like I will, you know, do anything you want. Like, just please let the wallet be there. Please. Let I was so afraid of losing it because what did that mean? Well, then I was going to be in trouble for my parents. It was my wallet and it had, you know, my I wasn't driving at the time. So I don't know what could have been in there other than money, but just like fear, like, you know, heaviness in my chest. And we all have that. And it's a fear code. And so what happens is over our time, over our lifetime, we build these fear codes, right? We have fear. We're presented with those like moments and they stay stuck in our body when we don't have the tools and or we don't process them for the fear the feeling of the fear to go all the way through your body, it stays stuck in your body. And so that shows up in fear codes. So every time you're presented with fear, you come back to that in your body. And just like a computer screen, when you don't clear out the code, when that happens, you have a thousand, a million different computer screens open and your body is not operating at its optimal level because you have those codes stuck in your body that were meant to be released Fear is a natural experience, but we are taught, our body knows fear is like being chased by a tiger. We've probably all heard this. So when something happens, like me forgetting my wallet, that's not a fear code that, that gets to stay in my body. It should be processed and released. But if we don't process it and release it, like actually feel it and do the work to heal it and let it clear, then it stays stuck in our body. And that's a fear code that keeps coming up and coming up and coming up for you in different scenarios in your life. And then you make stories in your head about, you know, you can connect back to that feeling like, oh, this is going to happen and this is going to happen and this is going to happen next. And it brings you back to that fear. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it was, we're good at that. We're good at making stories and making sense of the feelings that we have or attaching a meaning to the feelings. You know, I was, I've heard this before and I was thinking about this yesterday. I can't remember where I was going. Like, we're in the process of getting a car. So we've been test driving and there's like this feeling of excitement and anticipation, but the feeling of excitement and anticipation, it's often the same feeling of fear. It's just your meaning behind it. And I just remember like sitting and feeling the feelings in my stomach. I'm like, huh, this is exactly kind of very similar to the feeling where I'm like worried about, I don't know, going to the dentist or worried about something else. It's the same feeling, but one is like, you know, anticipatory, excited. And the other one is like dread, <laughs> but it's the same feeling. So a lot of times we have these feelings and then we attach meaning to it to make sense of it. And then that meaning comes from a filter from a story. And then therefore we, we now find more evidence to confirm that filter that we have. And then we continue to look for it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you just said something. I was actually going to wait to ask you this question later, but I think this is a really good segue into this question about holding space for things that aren't going the way that we want them to go, but also like that duality in life, you know, life is full of duality. We see it in, in, on earth and seasons with winter and summer. And we, we can't experience joy without experiencing sadness. I remember my mom used to say that to me when I was younger. I'm like, I don't understand that. I think I understand. I think I know what sadness would be like if I wasn't happy, or I think I know happy would be like if I wasn't sad, but holding space for that is something that you've talked about with me. And I know that's something that you're going through with yourself and like, how do we hold space? How, what are some advice that you can give for those who are going through a tough time right now? And, but also have a lot of like really incredible things happening in their life as well. Yeah. So this is so important because I think as, as I know that as women we're taught, you know, you can only be singular in your feelings. So you can only be really, 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 really happy. And here's where it landed for me. And here's my intention in sharing it with you too, is I'm going to use the analogy of our children, right? So I have two children and sometimes they're both really happy. And sometimes one is like on a high and the other one is like having a really hard time, right? Like they just have a lot of feelings and yet I can be the mom to both of those children. I can be the mom to the one that's like so freaking happy and like on a high and the one that's like really sad and has big feelings. I can do that at the same time. I have the power, the emotional intelligence to do that. It's the same way in your life. So in one area, you can be having this really incredible, successful business, right? You're making all this money. And another area, somebody in your family is dealing with something that's really hard, a health concern. And you get to be able to hold both. That means when you're in the really, really high high of like, oh, I just made this X amount of money. I just got this number of clients, blah, 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 blah. You're really high and happy and excited. And also at the same time, remembering and holding that family member who's working through a health issue like feeling sad about it. You get to be both. We are so multifaceted and our heart can hold it all. It's when we choose to siphon ourselves off to only have one experience that we only get one experience. And the truth is, if you're walking through something really hard, you also have a lot of really good things happening in your life. Because like you said, there's no hot, there's no cold. There's no, we wouldn't know the joy of summer without the annoyance of winter, right? Um, and so the more you can be grateful and see the good in your life when it's really hard. And as we're recording this, I'm going through some really hard things in my life. And I'm, I'm, I, I feel it's important to share that because I don't want to sit here and you think like, Oh yeah, lady, whatever, you know, you, you have no idea what it's like. And I'm going to tell you right now I do. Um, so holding yourself in the gratitude of what's really good while also giving yourself what you need in the hard, whether it be the crying, the literally holding yourself, the breath work, the meditation, the tools, the mentorship, right? You get to have all of that while also celebrating the highs and the gratitude for the highs. You, you get, you get to be both. And the more we can be open to that, the clearer the hard actually clears and goes away. The more we resist it, the longer it stays around. Right. No, I, and you said something, I can't remember exactly what your words were, but I'm just like, that is so good. Like that you have to, in order, like there is always, there's always duality. And you and I've talked about this before, um, where, you know, duality will always exist. You up level in your life, you have something great happen. And shortly after there will be like a mirror opposite of that to kind of match that intensity on the other end. And 
it's like this awareness of being able to hold both. And I love that example you gave of two kids, because for sure, I have two kids as well. And I can definitely be, be there and I'm able to be there better for them mm-hmm. when I'm able to take care of myself, do my, yes. my mindset stuff, my meditation, I'm able to hold space. So I would imagine meditation in general will allow you to hold space for yourself and all the duality in your life as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, and like speaking of meditation, um, you've talked a lot about like how it's changed your life as well. Um, and that you do recommend it for your clients that you work with. And just like anyone, like probably I'm sure that comes up in conversation with people who aren't even your clients, about how much meditation has changed. Um, what's an easy way for people to get started with meditation if they've never done it before? Um, I think sometimes we have maybe not so much now, but like 10 years ago or five years ago, we often had like this vision of, you know, that guy sitting crisscross on a cloud and like holding, you know, his thumb to his middle finger and having like a complete blank mind. (laughs) And it created this, um, this, uh, artificial sense of what meditation is like and like almost a, um, unattainable, uh, meditation for those who are just getting started. Like that would be someone who's probably been meditating for a really long time to get to that place of clear mindedness. But I'm curious, and can you speak on or share some tips on how people can get started with meditation? What, what are some things that you can do to get comfortable with it? Yes. I love that you're asking this question. And I love that we talked about the you know, meditation doesn't have to look like that. I just recorded a reel and actually a a story about this last week because meditation gets to look, number one, let me give you a big fat permission slip. It gets to look how you want it to look. And so for somebody who's starting out, who like has a desire to connect, to quiet their mind, I would invite you to start out with five minutes at a time. And all you do is you set your timer for five minutes on your phone and you go somewhere quiet and you close your eyes. You can sit however you want. I recommend that you sit because if we lay down, oftentimes we fall asleep, which you're mm-hmm. missing the point of it. But you can sit with your legs crossed. You can sit with them out. You can sit, you know, wherever you want. Sit up in your bed. Sometimes I like to sit up in my bed the way there. Or that, that would be my favorite way. But don't um, lay down in your bed. And you set the timer for five minutes. You close your eyes and you just breathe. You breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. I like to do a four count breath work where I like, I count for four I hold it at the top for four. I'll exhale for four and I hold it at the bottom for four. And I do that. If that's even too much, just breathe and sit there for five minutes. And you'll notice you'll connect to the other noises happening around you. Like the air conditioner, like, you know, um, the geese that are out in my lake, the whatever you'll hear those. And then thoughts will come up in your mind that you'll get really frustrated about. Cause you're like, I'm trying to be quiet and connect in. And so just ask them, please clear those thoughts, please clear those thoughts. And then come back to the quiet and the peace and just keep doing that. And it doesn't matter if you have to do that a thousand times during your five minutes, it means nothing about you. Your mind is so powerful that it doesn't want you to be quiet. It doesn't want you to drop in. It doesn't want you to connect. Your ego's like, oh no, who's this girl? She thinks she's making changes. That ain't going to happen here. So just keep coming back to it. I have been meditating for three years, like pretty faith, like very faithfully, maybe even a little bit longer than that. I think it's like COVID. Yeah. So, um, and I still, when I sit down, even for just five minutes, my mind sometimes like it's freaking crazy how many things come up. I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're here to do this work. Like, so the number one thing I can say is just don't get frustrated. Keep coming back. Don't give up. It does get easier. Yeah. 
Um, it's funny that breath work I do. If I have a hard time falling asleep, there was one night, I don't know what time I woke up in the middle of the night and I wanted to get up out of bed and just change the scenery. And so, um, I didn't, and I decided to focus on my breath and I did, um, like the rectangle breathing where like your, I don't know if it's rectangle. Well, yeah, well, whatever it is, your exhale is not even rectangle. Your exhale is longer than your inhale, but you hold it on the top and at the bottom. And I think I did probably four or five cycles of that. And next, you know, I literally started to doze off. Like it's so powerful. powerful. And I was so excited. I was um, at this retreat uh, over a week ago and we did a lot of breath work in it. And I think it was on the final day we were doing a breath work and my mind was blank. And I'm like, oh, my mind is blank. There's no thought. But wait a minute. That was a thought that went through my mind. Okay. So my mind is not blank. <laughs> I started like realizing that, but it cracked me up because I don't, it, it's something where I wasn't like that. It was like that meta awareness of like, you're aware of like what you're aware of. Um, but yeah, meditation is amazing. And I love that you're, one of the things I love just that working with you and like just watching you, you you walk the talk, right? Mm -hmm. Like you do the very thing that you ask your clients to do. You walk your clients through things that you're walking through yourself. And it's so humbling and just amazing to be in the space of that because it's not from a, I read this and I'm going to tell you about this. Like I'm literally embodying it and integrating it. And this is what's working for me. And so I want to share this with you, or this is what I've learned from my coach. And it feels I resonate with like, you know, passing this down to you or feels like it's ready for a message that you're ready to hear. And I, I just love that how honest and transparent you are with that. Mm, well, thank you. Um, thank you're you. welcome. So let's see. The other thing I want to talk about, yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about alchemy. Um, so I've heard alchemy, like probably the concept of it, like over a year ago and just like alchemizing your space and can you like just speak about what alchemy is and what are some of your gifts? Cause I know you have some pretty incredible gifts when it comes to clearing space, alchemizing the energy. Um, so I want to kind of change the direction of our conversation a little bit into that, but first, can you talk a little bit about alchemy and what it is? Yeah. So alchemy really all alchemy is, is using energy to transform, right? We have all this energy always available to us. And when we use the energy intentionally to transform, right. To make changes to really, and I use alchemy to make changes like, to my clients, right? To you, Karen, when we're working together to, you know, where, where your body, where your soul is asking for some alchemy work, right? To open it up, place a crystalline design there to bring you up in frequency, whatever. I, um, hurt my knee about a month ago, two months ago in a ski accident. And so there I am laying on the side of the snow hill and I'm like, alchemy, healing myself to my knee, <laughs> yelling and screaming because it hurts so bad, but sending myself alchemy, like, yeah. It's um, an incredible, powerful tool that all of us have access to. You know, I love, I feel like, I love that. I feel like one of the things as women in general, because we come from a line, a long lineage of like, maybe just not that long, like a few generations of not stepping into our power mm -hmm. and of being in more of like a submissive role mm -hmm. and of being in a role of, you know, the caretaker, like taking care of the kids and cooking the meals. And that's about it. And then, you know, probably, I don't know when it started fifties, forties, I don't know. I'm so bad <laughs> with history, but at some point 
women started to kind of break that mold a little bit and started to work and then was stepping in more of the masculine energy. And so that leads to a lot of like burnout when women are meant to be operating on like a 28 day cycle and not like an eight day, you know, nine to five mm -hmm. daily cycle, um, which is a completely different conversation we can have at a different time. But uh, I think one of the things that we didn't realize because of we weren't given the opportunity to step into it is how powerful we are, especially with women mm -hmm. um, and this innate power. And I love that. That was like one of the very first, when we had our, when our first calls together, that was one of the things that you said was just how powerful we are. And I love that you have the tools. I mean, you say this all the time, like you don't need a coach. A coach is great to have. You have all the tools. A coach can help you access those tools and help you see things and shift perspective and um, expand more, but you don't need it. And so it's so great to hear just, again, like reiterating how powerful we are because for so many years we were told the opposite. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just wanted to, to mm -hmm. say that. Um, that was so beautiful. Thank you for saying that. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. So let's talk a bit about, um, well, before we move on, was there anything else about alchemy that, um, no. Okay. Good. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> um, if you want me to talk more, but I, you know, I want, you hit the nail on the head. I loved what you said about, you know, I really work with women who like, they don't need a coach, right? Frankly, nobody does. Right. I want to work with the women who are self-led, who are doing the work, who want me in their back pocket because they desire me because mm -hmm. they desire to take it to the next level. They desire when like something comes up and they're like, okay, I can, cause you can work, handle anything yourself. But I also believe that working with a coach is a fast pass, right. Yeah. To, yeah. to get to where you want to go. And so okay. I desire to work with the women that have me in, in their back pocket that are like, Hey, this came up. Can you help me clear it? Can you, what do you think about this? Whatever. Can you help mm -hmm. me be accountable? Whatever that is. And also an alchemy is a big piece of that for me. And, you know, I do a lot of alchemy work on my clients, whether they even know it or not. Sometimes I'm not guided to actually say like, Hey, Karen, your soul, you know, asked for, you know, your third eye to be cleared today. And so I put, you know, crystalline design in there, or, you know, you're getting clogged up here. And so your channels are being cleared right now or whatever, but I want you to know, you know, in my, in, and just like you said, everybody has access to these tools and you can absolutely you know, recover and remember all of the abilities that, that you were given. I sit here in front of you with nothing different than what you have access to. Yeah. Well, and I was about to add on to that with being in a coach, you collapse time mm, totally. when you're with a coach, especially when you're with a coach totally. that has done the work mm -hmm. because you're actually calibrating to that level. And then you collapse time during that, that space, which is, I don't know, freaking incredible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the other thing I want to talk about and, and, you know, this all goes hand in hand with like our outer world reflecting our inner world and fear and fear codes and cleaning the energy and clearing it is money mindset. Mm. So I think money mindset, lack mentality in general go very hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you see those people who, are so in that victim mentality that everything is like all the world is out to get them. And a lot of times those people are the ones that, you know, are probably living paycheck to paycheck. And I'm not saying that everyone who lives paycheck to paycheck is like that, but usually people who are in this mindset, the victim mentality tend to be because it is a reflection of our energy. And, um, you've 
taught me a lot about uh, ways to expand our money mindset or like our energetic blueprint regarding money. Um, So I would love, is there ways that you can talk about to raise our internal money thermometer? Mm -hmm. Yes. So are you like tools, Karen? Like you want me to share some of the tools or you just want to talk in general? Let's talk in general about um, just, okay, let's talk about like the, a little bit about the internal money thermometer, what it is, and then a little bit about um, just in general, like how we can raise that. Okay. So your internal money thermometer is, you know, where your threshold is. So this is like, you know, you're working a job right now where you make $50,000 a year. That's like, that's your ceiling. And so even if you were to quit, right, your thermometer is at $50,000. So when you find another job, guess what? You're going to get paid $50,000. If you quit and you start a business, chances are you're going to make $50,000. That's where your threshold is. Okay. That's like your set point. And just like a thermometer, right? Like maybe you get a big bonus and you like go up to like $75,000. And then you get a $25,000 bill in the mail and you're like, okay, and I'm back down to, you know, $50,000. This is just like, you know, your thermostat kicks on, kicks off. It always is bringing you back to your set point. So to change your set point, what do you have to do? Well, you have to change your money mindset, right? You have to change how you look at money. And bottom line, money is energy. That's all money is. So when we start seeing it as just energy and we all have, we can like tap in and tune in to energy at any point in any time if we choose to. I have these money jars that are sitting here. I feel like it deserves, like money should get to be shown as we're talking about it here. Um, But this is about you really stepping into changing your money mindset in a way that works for you. So if you desire to make more money, how are you talking about money? If you're talking about money, like, hey, money, I, you never show up for me. You come and you go. You're never like that is money is energy and money is feminine energy more specifically. And so would you as a woman like to be talked about like that. Oh, you only come around and then you leave me. You, you know, you never show up for me. You never like, if, if, if your husband were to talk to you, like you talk to money in that way, would you want to keep, would you want to stay in a marriage? Would you want to keep showing up? No, you'd be running so freaking far away. So you can't expect money to show up for you if you're not willing to do the work, if you're not willing to be in a relationship with money, which looks like, and I'm not saying idolizing money and saying, I love you so much. And let me take you out to, you know, like all these things, but can you have a relationship with money that that's a good one? Like a marriage, like, okay, I trust in money. I believe money's going to show up for me. You know, like even when times are hard, like when times are hard in your marriage, right? Money still shows up for me. Like it's the same way and talking nice about money. The worst thing you can do, I'll just give you this one tip to like, cut your money mindset to like, or to enhance it, to knock off, I guess, stop doing this is talking about money in the negative. So the first thing, well, Hey Jess, how was your day today? Oh, oh my gosh. I got this like huge bill in the mail that I have to pay. Like, or, Oh, that's a beautiful bag. Yeah. Well, this is the other thing where we cut ourselves. Oh yeah. We got it on sale in the clearance rack. It was like $30 off. Can you believe it? Woohoo! I saved 30 bucks. It's like, no, No, we don't need to know what you spent on anything. We don't need to know how much money you saved. You are not, you are in lack. We want you to be in abundance. Like, oh, thanks. You like my new bag? Isn't it adorable? I love it too. I just like had to have it. I don't even know what's on the clearance rack. And like, just like, there's so much money in the world. And when we can open our minds up to the fact that like money gets to be a part of us, money will show up for us. Yeah. You know, I, one thing you said, uh, like again, when you and I were chatting before is like, what is your love language and how can you, um, 
how can you have that love language with your money? And so my love language, one of my dominant ones is quality time. Mm -hmm. And so now, and I've been doing this for a little bit too, but when I go and pay for something and I swipe my card or tap it in my mind, I'm like, all right, I'm going to send you off with some fun. And then I literally tap. And so it, it changes the energy, the association that I have where like this is fun versus, oh my gosh, here we go. More, another hundred dollars coming out of my account. Um, And then also with the the whole thing about deflecting that compliment about something you purchase, I feel like deflecting compliments in general and how you receive speaks volumes of how you receive money. And I think I said something before, like deflecting a compliment is the same thing as saying like, no, thank you to a check that's coming your way. Um, so I love that. Like start with like, just being saying, thank you. I love it too. And like, leave it at that and not kind of come up with an excuse or justify yeah. um, what it is. Yeah. yeah. What is it with that with women who, why we want to devalue our things? It's just, to me, it's confidence, right? It's lack of confidence. It's mm-hmm. allowing ourselves because when somebody gives us a compliment, we're like, oh shoot, they think we might look better than them. And like, we want to bring ourselves down, right? Cause we want to be the same. We want to fit in the box. We don't want to like stick out, be different than them. And that's not even what they're doing, right? Like when you give somebody a compliment, you're not like, oh, you look prettier than me. It's not about that. It's just like, wow, dang, you look really good today. Like your, your hair right. looks like, <laughs> point. It has nothing to do with the person that's giving a compliment, right? It's like all about you and raising you up, but we aren't comfortable in our confidence of like accepting it and like, yeah, I know. Like, it's like, isn't it? Like, yeah, <laughs> my hair looks so hot today. It's like stand in your power and accept, receive the compliment. Like, thank you so much. I really mm-hmm. like it today too. Love that. Love that. Um, and I feel like when we do this work, the clearing work, the alchemy, the mindset, all that stuff is when our life literally starts shifting right before our eyes. Things that we're calling in start coming in. I mean, you and I both have stories about that. Um, Jess, I've loved having this conversation with you and I love having you on this podcast. I would love for you to let our listeners know where they can find you, uh, hear about you, find more about your work, um, be able to work with you. Um, and that's something that they desire. Um, so yeah, let's talk about where they, where we can find you. Okay. Awesome. So you guys can find me probably the best place to be on Instagram effortlessly. Jess. I also have a podcast. It's called effortless expansion that you can check out. And, um, I love, love, love hearing from my audience. I love hearing from my followers, just engaging. So, you know, when I say something, when I share something, if it resonates with you or you disagree, like I want to hear from you, let's engage. So certainly feel free to reach out. What I have coming up in my world is I'm teaching, um, effortless, embracing effortless. And it is four courses in one. Um, you can buy the entire bundle. You can cherry pick what you like, but it's really about embracing your effortless. Because there is this lie we've been told that it has to be hard for us women in particular. We have to struggle. We have to control. We have to push. We have to force. And that's not true. That's actually not how we were designed. And so it's really stripping away those little programming, those beliefs, and filling you and your mind being safe in your body and alchemizing the things that needed alchemizing in your body and embracing your effortless with tools, with resources, allowing you to walk away feeling so confident that it gets to be easy. And when it's not easy, it's not for you. Um, And so this, I'm teaching effortless woman. I'm teaching effortless union, which is about being a marriage, being a partnership or relationship, effortless wealth. Um, We all want effortless wealth. And then effortless manifestation, which of course is my specialty. So that's coming up and starting the end of March, effortless woman launches. So if you feel called into that, certainly um, feel free to reach out 
and ask any questions you have. And I can send you any links if you'd like to check it out. But this is where my mission is going is leading women into the easy and leading women in that this is our divine birthright that it gets to be effortless. And it's so freaking time that we claim it. For sure. Absolutely. And I'll post all that in the notes too. But anyways, thank you again. I love this. Um, appreciate you spending time here and uh, we'll talk later. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I understand how valuable your time is and I'm honored that you spent it with me. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode, I would love it if you could leave a five-star rating as well as a review on Apple Podcasts. This just takes a few minutes, but it would mean so much to me as I work to get my message out to the world. And as a thank you for your support, if you screenshot this podcast episode, post it on Instagram stories and tag me at I am Karen Galway. I will send you a free guide to understanding your human design so that you can start living a life by your design. I'll see you on the next episode.